AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm GM. And welcome to Bar Talk. You want something I can offer? I need good news. Watch me suffer, no. Watch me suffer, oh. I'm cruising past your window, hoping I can see you. Not right. I know I shouldn't do it, but we are of the same. Good 
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com He laid eyes on me across the room And then he smiled at me, that's nothing new Then he chased after me in hot pursuit Like a painting in a gallery Showered me in flattery Feels kinda nice to be desired I might enjoy it for a while I don't feel the same Have somebody else on my brain Might let him watch what I do Like a muse Make him wanna paint my portrait And hang it in the loop Like a muse G'day, g'day, g'day and good night, folks. Hello, everybody, whether ye be old, ye be young, or ye be middle-aged, just like my dear co-host. Hello, Gareth. Be careful. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I only say these things when I'm not within strangling distance. (laughs) I'm Um, here, yeah, I can hear (laughs) you. Welcome, guys, to episode 18 of the Bar Talk podcast right here on AMR and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm bloody excited. You know why? Why? Because uh, it's another episode. Well, that, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm excited because uh, you dragged me out of uh, my semi-retirement, my my holiday, not not really holiday, like the the cave, the cave a day, I call it, uh, because the- I'm spending my holiday in a cave. <laughs> Your bedroom is a bit like a cave. There's no windows in it. Yeah, well, I'm just yeah, not just my bedroom. It's a studio as well. But yeah, <laughs> the, it's just blocked away from. The, it's on the wrong side of the hill. It's you know looking towards uh, the abyss of you really, uh, Gully. You'd really do have no sunlight come in that that shed. It's like the no, wrong side. Yeah, yeah. I, crawl, I crawl out when it, <laughs> like, when the sun <laughs> like, pops out. Uh, I'm on my D. hands and knees. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Vitamin D, we meet again. Sunshine. <laughs> ah, I'm melting. 
It's doing my head in this this uh, this COVID situation. It really is, uh, you know, and and it should be too because I'm single. No, there's no there's no uh, hiding about that. I got yeah. Steve in the back room, but yeah, he's uh, <laughs> not <laughs> he, quite your he type. Comes out to do, he only comes out to do the dishes. Uh, but it's not quite um, your type, is he, Gareth? <laughs> no, no, he's not my type. But uh, you know, shout out to all the singles out there. They're doing it tough. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, you get to pick up soon. Um, I don't know how. Well, you guys but, should have uh, all, all got an intimate partner. Then you could have made as many this. trips as you like to visit yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you had one intimate partner, who would it be, Gareth? Ah, uh, look, you know, I'd have to fly to Queensland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Lenny, Lenny the cleaner, obviously, you know. Lenny. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard that name mentioned in a while. She's, she- the last, she's the last one to tickle my feet. <laughs> oh, you got a little- Hi, Lenny. Uh, play a bit of footsies, do you, every now and again? No, no, no. I'm not- she was a, she was a pedicurist. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm she used not- to do my toenails. Oh, yeah. Did you- A, a pet old pedicure, <laughs> you mean? Yes. Yeah. What, what colour did she paint the nails? No, she didn't paint them. Oh, I thought you had to. Thought it, like, I thought you. Is this had a music to, show or a toenail? No, show? it's a it's a beauty tips show on the side. Just a little bit. I'm trying to do my side hustle right now. <laughs> um, I thought it wasn't a pedicure if they didn't paint the toenails. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, maybe maybe she put like you know a shiny you know acetate <laughs> like a, a a film over the top of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Put the colour in the acetone or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, the acetone's a nail acetone, polish, remember? Yeah. No, nah, that, that's a nail polish, no, that remember, work. isn't it? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. See, we, we look how much we know about this shit. Just, just so a, much. Just a, just a clear enamel. <laughs> <laughs> just a clear coat, thanks. Yeah. Just a little little trim around the sides. <laughs> um, I, like, I like the old natural. <laughs> oh, my girlfriend has been just egging me. She's like, oh, when am I going to be able to cut your hair, Daniel? When am I going to be able to cut your have hair? You, you're not, have you seriously not had your hair cut yet? I, I think I've cut my hair at all this year. Um, you're kidding. Because I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, a couple of months here and there at the start. I was like, ah, who cares? And then COVID hit and then all the hairdressers have been closed <laughs> down. I found one. <laughs> <laughs> what, like uh, fucking Steve up the back with his little, uh, with his hedge trimmers? No, no, no. I, I found one. I don't think they should have been open, but they were <gasps> cheeky. Had a legal, mm. had a legal uh, speak, a speakeasy, a snip, <laughs> yes. oh, a snip easy. You had to go. You had to go down the stairs and around the corner. <laughs> have the right password. <laughs> Up the alleyway. <laughs> Out of the sunlight. Yeah, little little door slides open. <laughs> yes. Can we help you? Get a complimentary, uh, get a complimentary sidewinder and uh, a complimentary Manhattan <laughs> to go full nineteen twenties jazz playing in the background. I remember, I remember going to what was it, witches and broomsticks or whatever it was in the city. And oh, witches and britches, yeah, yeah. And you get in this box, and it was like a lift, and it, it was like you're going up and down in a lift, but all I did was just rock it around. <laughs> it was like, yeah. and then and then they opened the other side of the door, and you went through into the restaurant. It was it's very clever. Might do that with AMR. Make make everyone go into a fake, into a fake <laughs> install, lift. And install it just like- gets, you just walk into a box and it gets rattled around like you're on this <laughs> shit, shitty old lift from years ago, or, or maybe a ghost train. You know, yeah, just just yeah, set up AMR a cage. ghost train. Just set well, up we are a- an ex morgue. <laughs> it's like thinking, yeah, let's have a ghost tour here. S- set up a cage outside and then just go. Yeah, come in. We'll come up the lift. We're three stories down underground, and then just rattle the cage as you go inside, and then just like let them go. It's like, oh, hey, here you go, <laughs> and you just open the door up, and you're in the studio. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, let's quickly chat about the songs that we just played. That I know, they, they, did my, <laughs> they kind of did my head in, those two. <laughs> Thanks for opening the show with those two. Um, I'm going to say it straight away. I kind of got, I, I don't remember which one was first and which one was second. <laughs> was Bell. All I had was good news, muse, muse news, good. <laughs> they, they kind of flow into news. each other. Yeah. Like, don't they? Uh, yeah, Good News by Bell, who Both is a- great songs, though. Mm. Yeah, absolute bangers of a track to start off with, a bit of synth pop. Um, Melbourne, she's Melbourne-based Bell, and uh, this is, I think, one of the, the last singles she'll be putting out off her EP, which is called T1. And I'm just trying to see, I believe it's out now from memory. Anyway, it's, if it's not, it's, it's coming out soon. Anyway, she's been doing some awesome stuff. When you get the chance, Gareth, watch the music video for it because it is it mm. is creepy as hell. Well, if you get your hair cut, we might get get you in front of a camera to do a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> get me on a music video. No, it's, it is a really cool music video, um, really well shot and choreographed and very dark but in a good way. Mm. And then after that, we had uh, going cross Tasman for the next song, MCK, with her new single, Muse. This one is, I don't, it's the first single of her upcoming EP, which is later, going to be out later this year, actually. Um, yeah, and she's doing some awesome stuff in New Zealand, one of the big up and coming acts from over there. Um, so yeah, look out for it. Look out for it. I'm sure she'll have plenty more to come from that project that's coming. Yep. Yes. And uh, oh, another great music video too for that one as well. I did like the the jazz. It was sort of a cool jazz progression going on in the uh, chorus that I liked, which which uh, stood out for me as something cool. So, uh, so I this like- is where this is where we break down, Dan, because you talk about apregios and fucking <laughs> all this shit. No, I'm like, just I just put the stuff on. This is my job, content director. I put the stuff on. I let the people decide. I don't really get into the the weird you know, way that people make music and stuff as much as you do, but it's great to hear that- Me, me you know, and Vassal us- love talking about this I shit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of other podcasters. I remember when we had the guy from the uh, Flawless podcast, because his podcast is all reviewing music yeah, and talking about that. So, he was like going into all this detail, like way more than I would. I was like, slow down. We've got like five minutes to chat about this, not all day. Hey, no, look, but- if, it's on, if it's on the AMR playlist, it's already been reviewed. It's already on there. <laughs> Uh, it's much. fucking good, okay? Simple. Uh, but, yeah, great stuff, girls, and keep it up with the with the releases. Anyway, uh, I'm excited this week because I got to- Speaking of synth pop acts, I got to chat to Jeremy from Segway, uh, all the way from WA, Perth, Perth-based uh, indie electronic act. And I got to chat to him about what he, d- he did to get to putting out the new EP that he's put out, which is called- Oh, I've forgotten it already- <laughs> uh, no, I've got, I've got this down here. I get it. I, I, I didn't want to muck it up. You got it. You get it. I, I got it. Anyway, we, we ch- it was really fun chatting to him because we went to all all sorts of things. We were chatting about heaps of shit, and it was good fun uh, going into a bit more depth about how he goes about writing something like that because it's a lot different to what he used to do. Mm. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. That was so much fun, and I uh, hope you enjoyed as much as I did as I did uh, doing it. Well, I'm not. I'm actually purposely not going to listen to the music before you, before I hear the interview when it comes out. So, uh, because that's okay. what I like. I like to hear the music the way the listener hears it too. So, uh, it's going to be. I'm looking forward to listening back to the interview. But uh, yeah. before that, I think we've got another track, haven't we? We do a the uh, the the token rap song for the day. The this token rap song. 
<laughs> this one, this one Who actually. You talking? Is- Who you calling token? <laughs> this actually, um, this is an indigenous artist, actually, Denny, mm. and she's from Tassie. We have a Tassie artist. We've been a while since we've um, heard someone from across the bass. But to- a token Tassie artist, you a mean? A token Tassie artist. Um, that's a how's that for a, a fucking alliteration, eh? Not bad. Could better, better than what you would have thought. <laughs> um, she's Are team- they still there? Is Tasmania still there? <laughs> I know. I, I thought they sunk it uh, years ago. <laughs> um, they well, haven't answered the phone. <laughs> no one, no one answers the, the phone, phone lines. to Victoria anymore. <laughs> they cut the phone lines. They didn't yeah. want to t- deal with us anymore. No one does. Anyway, Denny- uh, Spelled D E double N I, not D E N I, like my hometown. Uh, partnered up with a fellow Kiwi by the name of Greeley, and uh, they came out with the yeah. It was a very sort of R and B, hip hop influenced track, which I really liked. Did you say Denny is actually Kiwi? No, 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 they're Tasmanian. Oh right, like what was I? Why do you think I was just talking about Tassie? You just said another Kiwi. Did I say another Kiwi? I might apologize. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Ooh, I'm really, I'm really, really showing my uh, my utter unpreparedness tonight. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we cut that bit out or leave it in? Oh, i fucking leave it in. Um, <laughs> it's, I just love to, you know, I, I, people can Sorry. see my, my fuck-ups and all their stupid glory. I don't know, I don't know who to I don't know who to apologise to, the Tasmanians or the Kiwis. D- Denny and um, Denny and Greeley, who are both awesome Tasmanian acts, or Tas- are they, is, is it proper adjective Taswegian or no. Tasmaniite? Definitely not Taswegian. A Taswegian. So, yeah, a couple of cheeky Taswegians. Now, what I thought was I was absolutely uh, shocked when I watched the video for this track, and you should too when you get a chance, that there's in the video the trains feature very heavily like they're filming it around a train station. So, I feel very, 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 very uh, taken aback because I thought there were no trains in Tasmania. Like, Yeah, they have, uh, like, there was a lot of logging <laughs> tracks over the years, yeah. But it's like a passenger train. Yeah. There's no passenger trains in Tasmania. I know that as a fact. That's some weird trivia that you can bring up at the pub when you've got nothing else to say, but there are no trains in Tasmania. And oh, they used to have a lot of little lo- little like lines for logging and yeah. and, mo- and uh, sulfur mines and things like that. But they filmed half the- And I couldn't work out where it was because they didn't look like Melbourne trains. So, uh, you know, I don't care where they filmed it. Um, but it, it was somewhere where there is actually passenger trains because they filmed it around a train station and an airport and that, and it looks cool. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a little bit, little bit surprised. Yeah, well, the, the trains old. <laughs> <laughs> they did look pretty old, actually. <laughs> okay, but, but come on, come on. You've you've seen the trains that go down the Belgrave line. They're they're, they're like from, they're like a timestamp from the eighties. You know, <laughs> like square I was catching, I was catching trains on the Belgrave line in the seventies. Yeah, well, and they were they still made of steam out. Are they still steam trains back then. I'm no, sure. No, the red, the red, the red rattlers and the and the blue bouncers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Sound it was effects very- man, right there. I'm, no, we used I'm, to. We used, you, this is the day you used to be able to actually the the doors were just open, like there was no oh. locking. You just hang out the windows and and doors and. When knowing, knowing, when knowing I went cared. to when I went to India 
like five, six, seven years ago, whatever it was, I uh, I went on the trains in Mumbai when I was staying with my friend that's from there. And no, they don't. Like you say, they don't have the door closing doors, and they they don't they don't wait until everybody's on. So I was it was the first time I'd I'd done it. It was the first time we'd gone to the station to take the train, and it wasn't even peak hour, but it was still pretty packed. And then my friend got on the train. I sort of didn't know where my cue was to jump on, and then the troll carriage started to move, and mm. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I like jumped on, and I was like, if, "If it was a few seconds too late, I would not have been able to get on. I would have been too nervous to jump on, and mm. I would have been stuck at this train station, not knowing where the hell I was with my friend and halfway into the city." <laughs> it was yeah. I was like, I. I the adrenaline kicked in, and I'd, I'd never done it before, and I'll never do it again, jumping on a moving yeah. train. It was I can imagine what, what would happen if you actually didn't have a phone and you lost your friend in a foreign country. That's I, like- I, Luckily, I had my phone, but I was on the foreign- Like, I hadn't gotten credit while I was in the country, so every text would have cost me two bucks. <laughs> this, is, this is like before I had a smartphone or anything like that. This is like still back in the days when you like paid five cents for a yeah. text. International roaming. Oh, yeah, $2 a text. So, like, really, really expensive. So, I was like, I was very nervous about not being near him. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. Uh, it was also the middle of their wet season. So, I was, like, sweating. Like, I literally saturate my shirt every five minutes. It was that wet and damp. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I, I digress. Uh, it was certainly an experience. And I'll tell you what is also an experience. Denny's new song, Runaways, featuring Greeley. Whomst we're going to play right now, Gareth? Yeah. And then after that, the chat with Jeremy from Segway. And uh, a little bit later, uh, we're going to chat to you a bit more, Gareth. So, I'm going to lie down for a bit, take an aspirin. (laughs) I'm definitely definitely going to lie down, yes. (laughs) Recover your senses and I'll be back soon. On on Bartok. Your time every minute that I'm wasting, I'm wishing I was by your side, chasing tides and sunsets, big dreams and regrets, no money, big bets, stopping by to leave again, bags packed, not settling. Every city feels the same. Every city feels the same. So can you tell me I'm your only one, and tell me what we're made to be when we both know that it's to won't become? You keep me moving, but I'm finding it's a lonely run The curtains keep on closing, I'm only home when the shows are done The sun is dawning on the summer days I'm feeling warm, but my feet are cold Can't stand to end up stuck again I see the grass is greener, fiending for another change I'm searching for that reason, so I can leave and just run away There's not a cloud, but all it does is rain And all the streets from different cities start to blur and just become the same I try to settle, but instead I'm on another plane And searching for a place that I can call my home and numb this pain Just trying to 
trying to find my way so I can make it home and keep on searching for some truth so I can prove the ways I've grown. I wait and hope that I had made a change but hate to know this cycle keeps repeating. I just need to take a break alone. But the time alone's the hardest one Remember when the party's never finished Just because we started young The highs and lows can be the time to show your heart But just be careful where you find your light And hide it when the darkness comes I'm on the run from where these demons lie I can never feel the freedom Just defeated by the evil cries There's a deep inside It seems that I can't leave behind And keep on moving on my mission Till I find some peace of mind Oakley Dokley do Focaroonies. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Bar Talk podcast right here, wherever you get your podcast. Still listening um, via the live stream on AMR, if it be Wednesday night. If not, well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what day it is because I don't know what day it is. Um, what I do know, though, is I have uh, a very special guest with me this evening. Uh, he is part of the WA electronic duo Segway, spelt the French way, so you know we're, we're full of class right here, which, you know, I would only expect us to be full of class on this podcast. Top of the line shit, indeed. They've just come out with their EP, I Get It, and I'm so happy to get on the line with me right now. The, uh, I guess you can call it the nerve nerve center, the uh, brain, the the genius behind that project, Mr. Jeremy. Jeremy, my friend, how are you? I am good, thank you. How are you? That's all right. Um, I hope that intro was not too shit. <laughs> um, <it> was- <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was, uh, hey, yeah, top intro. Thank you very much. Um, we'll keep things, you know, keep, we'll keep things French and classy. Uh, yeah. Sacre bleu, uh, Adoua, or whatever they say, and- uh, oh, yeah. Ooh la la! It's uh, good to have you uh, on this fine evening. How's um, how's things over there in Perth at the moment? Yeah, things are good. Uh, sort of getting back into the swing of things. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Things. I'm are, so things are quite- je- jealous of just everybody outside of the state right now because they're like, <laughs> oh yeah, I had my launch show at this place the other week, and oh, I go, oh god, I was like, again, <laughs> withdrawal symptoms showing again. I feel like I'm a junkie. I'm a live oh, music geez. junkie, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually uh, realize how much I'd I'd miss it when it sort of because we sort of venues closed for a bit here um, yeah. as well. And I at the time I was like, oh cool, like, I'm kind of enjoying this break, um, <laughs> even though the circumstances were horrible. I was like, I'm, yeah, like I'm enjoying this break from from going to gigs. But then when it came back, it was it was real nice to be be at shows. Yeah, it's just it's like every like my, my whole schedule it just be, it just had to be uprooted because every Friday or Saturday I'd be going to at least one show from someone yeah. I know, and then I'd go to you know a couple of open mics during the week. I'd be doing all the radio stuff in studio on Monday nights, uh, all live, and then suddenly I can't do the radio, <laughs> or we'd take it a break specifically, but I couldn't go back to it. I had to do it all remote. You know, open mics are out of the question, gigs are out of the question. You know, it's all live stream, possibly, which I've noticed now, like, after the first couple of weeks, everybody was like, live stream, live stream, live stream, this is going to be the future. And now nobody's doing anything. I guess everybody's yeah. gone suddenly too lazy. Did you notice that too? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I we sort of we did a live stream uh, in place of like a single launch a couple months ago, and yeah. I think we were just like slightly too late with it, where all the live stream momentum had died. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's a cool thing, um, the live stream thing. But I also like. I think I intended to watch way more than I actually watched. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it looks great. I'll watch it. And then kind of, uh, yeah. Um, there's, there's just something. It's just something. It's so much more, you know, substantial when it's in front of you rather than through a yeah. screen, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Not- there were some really great ones, though. Like, I watched the, the Mild Life one um, mm. when they, they had, like, their album launch or something. into a live stream. Um, and that was, like, really cool. Like, they had, like, multiple cameras and, Yeah. Yeah, it was actually I, I was in a not in a similar position, but I knew a good friend of ours who was in a p- similar position down here in the first lockdown, and they were supposed to have their single launch the week of lockdown. So the Friday yeah. it was the first Friday. It was like the second day in that we've been told to lock down in our homes, and they managed to get together in a few days a proper multi camera live stream, which was really actually really good considering the time frame. And they yeah. got a good friend of theirs who was an actual audio engineer to do the proper mixing and they had the full band. It was like three, four camera setup live, you know, mm. switching. It was really professionally done um, considering, I'm guessing, the budget and the time frame where they were on and they ended up switching location. They went to a uh, – instead of doing it at a bar where they were going to, they went to a warehouse, like an old – Pretty much like a hangar, essentially. Um, like a, <laughs> and they just did it in there. And it was so cool. And it, I thought, this is, you know, this is going to be cool in the future. If, you know, it's good for people that aren't, you know, near where you're playing shows to actually tune in. Yeah, and definitely. A chance. And when I did my live stream, I noticed I, I could tell my friends, for example, in India that I have. I said, hey, do you want to watch me? You haven't seen me play before. Um, tune in. And like, yeah, that would be really cool. So, you get it gives people a chance to- to showcase the music to people who otherwise wouldn't see it. Have, did you yeah. find that when you did it? Um, yeah, to be honest, I like. I think we had like maybe like fifteen people tune in, and like half of them were relatives. Um, but those relatives were in other parts of the world, so it was kind of a. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I guess they they got to see it. Um, but I think also like the live stream sticks around. Like you can still watch it after it's. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can restream, which is Re- kind of a cool thing. Rewatch um, for note taking and performance improvement. <laughs> yeah, I sort of I play like in a, in another band that played a gig that was meant to be a live stream. Okay. Um, and and it was at a venue, and they sort of um like you know it was a, it was a gig series called In Live, and where they would put on these gigs at venues, and it was a live stream, so there'd be no one at the venue, but the bands would play on the stage, um, as if it were kind of a normal gig. But by the time the gig came around, venues were open again. Um, so we oh. kind of had both, like they live streamed these shows, but like, um, but the venues were packed because it was you know the first few shows that were happening, yeah. Like after sort of our not quite lockdown, but after sort of our venues had been shut for a bit, um, mm. and it was sick. Like it was yeah, like kind of best of both worlds. Like the venue sold out and live stream was up. Like yeah. yeah. Now you've um, got actually speaking of live shows, let's let's quickly talk about it. We'll come back to it, but you do actually have. Is it your, is it going to be your first live show since lockdown ended? Or yeah, it's our, it's our first yeah segue show since so, um, yeah. this Friday, I believe. Uh, I think this Saturday. S- sorry, I, my my apologies. Don't show up to the place on Friday, guys. <laughs> they may not be playing. <laughs> Unless you, unless you demand, unless you write in the streets, I'm sure they can do a double show. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> no, so I tell. Um, so you've got uh, your first. Are you are you nervous? First time um, back in, in, in on stage for a while. A, a little bit, yeah. I um I haven't sung in a long time, so I kind of I'm gonna have to like do that a bit before. Um, <laughs> might want to warm up a bit. That might might, might help. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think so. But yeah, I think it'll be okay. We're sort of, it's quite like a, um, we're doing it in this kind of like um, sort of small like gallery space. It's like quite like DIY, like it's sort of just set up a PA. And I kind mm. of like that. Like I feel like it's less pressure than playing it like a, you know, like a, a bar or something where there's like a stage and, you know, like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it when it's a bit like, you know, we're kind of going to do our own sound sort of thing. And like, it'll be a bit, I don't know. Do you prefer settings? Do you prefer settings that are a bit more intimate when you're performing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what, what we do played you a gig in. Sorry, go on. No, no, you go, you go. <laughs> uh, we actually say we played a gig in in the state library um, at the beginning of the year, and that was so much fun. It was just oh. like um, a very strange spot to to play a show in, but it, it, like, yeah, there was less pressure to like bring energy. Like we could just play yeah, it yeah. without having to like you know. Like we're not very energetic people, like <laughs> so it, it felt like more out. Like I guess like we could just like function on our normal plane of of non-energy. <laughs> yeah, true. Is um your because the state library in Melbourne? I don't know if you've ever visited Melbourne CBD before at all, Jeremy. Yeah, no, I've I've been to that library. I love that library. It's, it's a beautiful old building, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you look inside. Um, I think which band did a music video in there? Like they've done performances in there, and I'm trying to think. It was the same band that did this Heart Attack, and they did another single. And I can't. Remember. Do you remember? Ah, oh, fake. I, it, I, that's yeah, it. I know. Fake. Yeah. Fake it. They did a music video inside the library, but you look at it, and if you go inside, it's it's huge. It must have cacophonous yeah. amounts of reverb. Is the uh, definitely what about in Perth? Is the State Library there a bit similar? Um, or is it modern it, yeah, neo neo fucking postmodernist bullshit that they call it's, architecture? It's <laughs> not as big. It's uh, and it hasn't got that. Cause I remember that the the one in Melbourne's got like the. Um, yeah. That sort of like huge, uh, like dome kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we there's nothing like that. We sort of just played like tucked away in a corner on the ground floor. Um, but okay. it kind of, um, yeah, it wasn't like yeah, there wasn't like sort of a huge acoustic no. space or anything. Um, but there was like you know, it's like I feel like the library kind of sounds blended well into what we're doing. Like you could hear the like elevator buzzing and stuff like that, and <laughs> um, like yeah, I, I kind of yeah. yeah. That's um, cool. That's that's kind of weird. That's kind of kooky, but at the same time, that's cool. Yeah. No, I, I, I love to- I, I'm, a, I'm a library guy through and through, so I, for me, it was like ideal venue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would- um, What's the- Is that the weirdest place you've played, or have you- Is there something, you know, even a bit- Is there somewhere um, a bit stranger, even, that you've played? We played in a shipping container at Falls Festival one year, and oh, okay. I- just in my mind, like, I, I knew we were playing in a shipping container, but I just hadn't imagined it. And when I, like, it was sort of, we, they're, they're, like, shipping containers are small. Like, like, like it was, we took up, at the time, we were like a four-piece band, so we took up half of it. Yeah. And um, the other half was just, like, our few, you know, handful of friends who happened to be at the festival. Which, um, which, I, um, which, which falls? Um, it would have been 2018, I think. Because um, no, there's, like, I, yeah. um, you know, there's, like, several locations. Oh, um, right. Uh, Fremantle. Oh, that's right. I forget you guys have, have one over there. See, sometimes our yeah. listeners forget that there's like a, a whole other state beyond the desert. Like, Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. National tour, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. And you guys yeah. were like, oh, excuse yeah, whereas, me. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's- I think Falls only started coming here in the last three or four years anyway. Like, it's okay. been a recent thing. Um but I think we we're playing at the same time as like Noel Gallagher or something, or Liam Gallagher, which okay. one, whichever one was touring. Um, so we covered. We co- so basically, everybody oh. that hated Oasis just came to your your section of the, the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And for some reason, I was like, like in the middle of the set, I was like, "Fuck it, let's cover Wonderwall." Um, <laughs> yeah, so we played Wonderwall, and it was like 
I, I, you know how everyone knows how to play the beginning of Wonderwall, but no one knows yeah. how to play anything other than that? Yeah, because it's just we like sort of- a suspended second all the way through, isn't it? I think it might derivative. be, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, I, like I, yeah, we played it. Uh, it was, it happened. Um, I don't know if it should have happened, but it did. Did you, did you actually, did you, okay, so who's, who's the biggest, I wasn't expecting to ask this question, but who's like the biggest musical name you've met in person? Um, I don't know, actually. Hey, I, you didn't meet Noel Gallagher at Falls. I, no, we, yeah, no, we were like, we were like, like we had sort of, I think we even had like, backstage passes were sort of just like you know playing in a shipping container like um didn't meet tell Noel people that. <laughs> um, yeah we were back. yeah we met we had we had cake and caviar with them no <laughs> oh wow i can't I, I think the first concert i ever went to as a kid was was split ends oh okay um and i met all of them but i was like nine or ten years old but my that's cool because my my kind of uncle play, played drums in the band um oh, right, okay i don't know it kind of it's sort of like my my auntie's yeah brother-in-law but my, it's like my, like not a blood relative, but like, yeah. So sort of, um, you know, yeah. I think we like got free tickets and afterwards went to, um, yeah, went backstage. Wow. Um, I think nine year old me didn't realize like that. What I was smelling was, was the smell of, of weed burning. Um, (laughs) smells a bit earthy in here. What's that colonial wearing? It's a bit, a little bit green. <laughs> Did you come out a little bit dizzy at the end? <laughs> I can't I, uh, walk straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would be a different person if I hadn't entered that room. Um, Mom, I want a kebab. No. <laughs> Maybe a chicken kebab. <laughs> Extra hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that might be maybe the most the most famous musician I've met. I can't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, we'll come back on that. We'll ask yeah. that again at the end. There'll be like the supplementary question before the end of the yeah. show. So, going back the bonus to the round. original question. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should probably- I, I, We've just spent 10 minutes. Like, we're, supposed, we're here to talk about the EP, spend 10 minutes talking yeah. about Falls Festival and um, how you, you met the Finn brothers. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, congrats on the new EP. Thank you. Uh, it is a bit of a departure from your- previous material as we were discussing off 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 mic and as you mentioned before you used to be a four-piece indie rock band or you know indie electronic rock band i don't know what you describe it as it's some bullshit genre who knows um <laughs> yeah we were sort of yeah Something. we had guitar bass and drums and like yeah. token synthesizer yeah um, so tell me like where how do you go from being from that more you know, conventional four-piece structure to a two-piece, you know, dabbling in that electronic 80s minimalist style. Where- what happens? Like, what triggers that? I think it sort of- it would have, like, started, I guess, like, when we very, like, first started the band. It was sort of, like, kind of a home recording project for me. Mm, like, we sort of had mm. the band together, but I- my intention was to record um, music at home and- yeah. To do that, I had to learn how to record and mix music. And so, I sort of gradually did that over the, you know, the first two EPs we put out and then, like, the album. Um, and while I was doing that, I sort of, like, was gradually chipping away at an arts degree um, and sort of majoring in English. But the university I'm at brought in this new degree, like, a, a um, major in, like, electronic music and sound design. Mm. And I'd started doing some of those units just as broadening units and then realized that I had enough units left in my degree to do that as a second major. And so, I sort of um, 
yeah, I've been sort of studying that at uni or well, studying a sort of sound design and, and like electronic music for the last like four years or so. Um, and that's, I guess, like for me personally, like it sort of was just a gradual, I just became more interested in electronic music. And even like this, I guess what we've released now isn't, I don't know if I'd call it electronic music because it's still- It's still got that like, pop and indie element to it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's still I, I very it's conventional m- songs, like in terms of pop structure. Yeah, yeah. So it's I still wouldn't call it like yeah, like, like it's not like Orteca, like it's not. <laughs> um but it's um like yeah, I, I think for me like I just became more and more interested in yeah, from recording stuff at home, more interested in music technology and sound and using sound. I think when we started the band I was just writing songs and it was all about chords and melody and lyrics and stuff and mm. for my, my my focus just gradually shifted towards sound and mood and and atmosphere and stuff like that. Um and I guess this is kind of I guess this EP is sort of what that's led to. Like, it's kind of a compromise yeah. between the two, I guess. So, you really became just fascinated by the sounds of it with the hardware and the equipment. And that's- Is that- Am I yeah. gauging that right? Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, I guess, like, the potential of, of that equipment to, like- Yeah. To kind of, like, evoke something. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think, like, so yeah, like, one of the first, like, I guess, electronic albums I really got into um, was- um, Another Green World by Brian Eno, which is sort of like his first album. His albums before that had just been like sort of almost like glam rock albums or like um, very like almost like theatrical yep. kind of rock music. And then he made this album that was like as much ambient as it was he songs. Was, um, what band was, was he? He start, It was Roxy Music he started in, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So right. he started. And yeah, I think his job in that band was just processing yeah. what everyone else was doing through a synthesizer. <laughs> so it kind of- Just like taking in all the craziness. <laughs> yeah, which is sick. Like, I think that's kind of like a cool- um, I guess the only other kind of music that really happens in, in like a band context before that, or even now is like dub, I guess, where you sort of have someone mm. you know, playing like an effects processor as an instrument. Um, it's a cool- Cool thing. Do that's so <laughs> you mentioned dub dubstep and that. Um I noticed it was always like a a, a joke jot. Like it's always had the the impression of it being a joke genre. People never really took it seriously. But are you one yeah. of those people that really appreciates that particular style and go, No, no, there was uh, something like here. Uh, I meant like sort of like dub, like reggae kind of dub. But mm. with dubstep, I, I don't know. I always kind of thought of it as like I guess like Skrillex is what I think of, and I like I immediately I kind of think meme. I think most but, people do, and then you know they look um, at him and go like, "Oh my god, why would you shave your head like that?" Yeah, and- but I think there was like a history of it being different before that. Like I, th- I think there were like, um, like I think particularly in the UK there was like a like it, it was a it wasn't as much of like a like gimmick thing before before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the old the old UK club scene of the nineties. Yeah, like that would have been a hectic world to grow up in. Oh yeah, it definitely. It would have some made some tough nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that uh, definitely. Um, what is the actually speaking of the scene and that? Uh, have you? I guess have you become fully immersed in the local electronic scene there in Perth? And I guess uh, what no, is it like if you know? Uh, it's not really. It's kind of a weird one because it's. I guess the Perth music scene is so small that there's naturally mm. like kind of a, an inter intersection between like different parts of it, but. Um, I don't know. I, we're definitely not in like that kind of like club scene of like yeah. electronic musicians. Like, like we're not really making club music. Um, and even like sort of the electronic music I make outside of Segway is more like ambient music. So, it's not really made for like live performance. So I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. We're not sort of- I, I enjoy going to the club and I like, um, yeah, enjoy like, mm. I guess that kind of music in that setting. But I, yeah, we're not really part of that yeah. world, yeah. I guess. But there's more and more, I think more and more like bands in Perth are becoming- 
like interested by synthesizers and stuff, which is a weird okay. thing because they've been around for so long. Like it's not really a new <laughs> thing, but um, oh, you guys I think have, kind of you guys have always been a bit late on every every trend. I forgive you on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we we had the whole psych psychedelic rock thing yeah. a few years ago, and I guess it kind of comes quite naturally out of that that people are going to be interested in like you know bits of equipment that make funny sounds. Um, so does Perth end up having this uh, having this thing go on with the bands there? That they just tend to, you guys tend to do your own thing. Like this trend will start and it'll be totally different to what the rest of the country is doing. Is that um, what happens? What I do actually you- don't know. Hey, like I, yeah, I, th- I think it's quite aligned with what's happening in other states. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, th- I think so. But I might have to look out for that because I don't know. I've never been to Perth and it's certainly somewhere I do want to go and hopefully play yeah. as well. Because uh, you guys do have such a- Every person we interview from WA is really supportive of their hometown. And yeah, it's yeah. a small but tight-knit community. Um, it same is, with, yeah. Same with most of the cities around Australia, actually. I know I know we trumpet ourselves a little bit too much down here, but we do love you. And we do love seeing bands from the other parts of the country come down and play. Have you guys played yeah. much out of Perth and WA? Uh, we've we never played out of WA. Okay. No, sort of- Yeah. Um, yeah. Will the, will the plan be to do a bit of that once everything opens up? Yeah, I, I'd love to, especially um, now that sort of we've, we've got a set together and it's just the two of us. It'd be so much easier and cheaper to, to mm. tour that way. Mm. Like we could- Because I think the biggest problem with touring from Perth is just the cost of it. Um, it it's like to- Yeah. It, yes. It's, it costs so much to get over east. Um, yeah. But once you're there, it's like you can- Like I'd love to go to Hobart actually. And I think like if we're you know, going to Melbourne to play shows, it, it's not that difficult to- or not that expensive to go- Go to Tassie as well. I've, um, I've heard that Tassie, and I don't know, um, they've got a couple of really good, I'm trying to think, um, do you know Chase City? Because they do a bit of no. electronic stuff and they're like an indie band, but they're more that conventional setup. They've um, We've featured them on the show. They're really cool. They're from Hobart. Yeah. Um, there's not a huge amount of bands that come out of there, but ones that do, it's it's a cool music scene. They have a big, I think they have a, a big folk scene yeah, down in Hobart, kinda- which makes sense. But, yeah, um, I can see that. But they do really- From I've had one or two of my friends go down. It's not really on people's maps, not really a point of go, we'll do a we'll do a tour around, we'll go around and travel. Oh, we'll play in Hobart. It's not really on people's- um, Usually on, at the forefront of people's um, uh, you know, preferred lists of places to go. But I, I do encourage people to think about it because apparently the people in Hobart are very supportive and they really, really like people coming down to play. So, yeah. I imagine they would be very supportive of, of people coming all the way from oh, WA, definitely. I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a really cool city. Like I sort of, yeah, um, went there like for the Mona Foma Festival once, and um, just seemed like a real, I don't know, like just very like relaxed kind of place. Um, yeah, so this really cool band called All the Weathers. Um, yeah, kind of like post punk kind of vibe. That was, that was sick. Cool. We'll be going to a break real shortly, and I hopefully we'll get actually into chatting more about the how you actually made the album because I, I yeah. really want to, or the EP to be precise. I uh, want to go into into that that process because it certainly sounds interesting with the type of music that's come out of it. But mm. before we do, we're going to play one of the songs off it, if I remember correctly, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> what was I going to? We're going to play. Um, that's right. We're going to play two things. So, two things was was it the first single off the album? Yeah, yeah, first single. Yeah, I really like this one. I do really appreciate when I hear a bit of seven eight time and integrated. <laughs> I didn't notice it. I only noticed it on the second listen. So you oh, know, sorry, yeah, cool. seven eight time is 
is well integrated and, and really smartly done when you don't notice it the first time you listen to it. Because um, some yeah. songs, it's like, I'm going to be fancy and prog. And it's so obvious. Like, it's- And you can tell that there's, like, a certain skill level you've got to have it playing um, odd time signatures to go, no, it flows so well you don't really notice until, like- Yeah. Like, for yeah, example, uh, I Love Rock and Roll- by Joan Jett. Yes. Heard that for years. Did not realize it was seven, eight time. Heard it the other day in the in the in a shell or in a in a in a survey. It's like Yeah. The fuck? It's seven, eight time. Joan, you've been lying to me for years. No, it's like I've heard that song for decades, literally. It's been out for like fifty years. Only just yeah. noticed. For some reason, I, that crossed my mind in the last week or two as well um, with that song. I like I don't know why I think it came on the radio at some point, but I, yeah. I was like, oh shit, like this is yeah. uh Yeah, yeah. this is in seven. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's. Uh, what, how did the song come? How did this song come about? I guess this one. Really I quickly. was. I for some reason like the sort of like electric piano bit and the bass and the drums. I just had in my mm. head for weeks. I don't know where it came from. But I could just hear this loop. And initially, I was like, "This is annoying and incessant, <laughs> and could never be an actual piece of music." Um, and I think in like in an attempt to like get it out, I would like just out of my head. I was like, "I'm, I'm just going to record." those parts um and so yeah recorded like drums bass and yep. piano yep. and then i think i gradually just added bits of synth and and did like an arrangement and then came home kind of i think i just had i had a beer with my dad and came home afterwards and i was like you know had a couple of pints and uh yeah feeling some type of way and uh like just kind of got a mic out and started like walking around the room and, and singing it's Random. such a happy melody too, the synth line. <laughs> it's like I haven't heard like a happy melody, like a melody this happy. Like in ages, I can't remember. Like everybody's putting out sad shit. It's as if it's a shit yeah. year. Here you are, it's like da, 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 da. it's like it's just it puts a smile on your face when you listen to it. And I was just bouncing around when I was walking earlier listening yeah. to it. So it's a cool melody. I like it. We need yeah, more happy yeah. melodies. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's um, I guess like the. The rest of the EP is nothing like. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's sad as hell, but um, but yeah, it's it, like it's probably the the like happiest thing we've made. I think. <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, um, let's play it. Let's let's not waste any more time. Uh, here it is: two things with a numeral two by Segway. Yes. That was uh, actually a concerted decision, but <laughs> <laughs> pulling a prince, I see. Um, <laughs> no, cool. Uh, let, let's hear. Here it is: two things off the brand new EP by Segway. I get it. Uh, we'll be back soon with more chatting with Jeremy. Please stay on the line and do not go anywhere.
how about that, folks? That was two things. A uh, previous single by the good folks from Segway um, off their brand new EP. I get it. Only been out for a few days too. So, um, freshity fresh, fresh. It doesn't get fresher than that. If it was any fresher, it would still be in the ground. Wouldn't? Isn't that right, Jeremy? Oh, that's exactly where we get our music from. Damn right. It's a it's yeah. a carrot of a track. Um, segwaying from that topic to what we were going to talk about, which is the EP. Now, yes, I will. As we were saying before the interview, this sort of style of music is not really something I've delved into too much. Electronic, I don't know a huge amount behind the history about it. I know obviously a general amount, but obviously you're way more knowledgeable than I am. So, uh, what I want to know is. Um, I guess, how, what's the process in putting together a project like this? Because, you know, with something like a band, as you well know, you go in, everybody writes their, everybody has their pieces. They've either arranged it themselves or the main songwriters put it together and arranged it. And then they all come into the studio or wherever and they lay down the tracks, multi-track if need be, add the post, master it, mix it, whatever, put it out and there it's done. Yeah. With something like ele- an electronic well, an album that's more infused with these electronic sounds and more focused on, you know, synths and drum machines and that sort of thing. How does that recording process differ? Um, well, I guess, um, like, the, the line between, like, a demo and a recording isn't really there. Like, I sort of, I'll start writing the track, usually, like, in Ableton's, like, in, yeah, in the DAW I'm using. Yeah. And then that session, like, you know, I might save a different version of it, but that kind of, that will end up being, like, the final like thing in this instance it was like we had someone else mix the record so that was like the final i guess it mm. became the final mm. version of the unmixed song um but yeah so it's, it's kind of um yeah like like and we're still changing stuff like really far into the, the process like sort of at any okay. moment you can you can adjust any mm. sort of any part of the track on any kind of um like on any kind of um I don't know, I guess, level that we can sort of, you know, at any moment, like manipulate the whole structure of the song, <laughs> but also we can, mani- we can manipulate the tiniest little fragment of of sound. Um, yeah, so it's time kind of, dilation. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, it's kind of, um, I don't know, like, like I think for, for a couple of the songs, we sort of, you know, I at least thought we were finished with them, but then, you know, mm. I'd, I'd go and do the final thing, which would be recording vocals and after that, reshape the whole arrangement around that vocal track. Um Mm. Yeah. So, so then are you doing – because, I mean, even with the vocals, like, were they largely first take done or like other types of recording, did you end up having doing demo tracks first then – uh, redubbing it later with the with the final final version. Um, there was definitely demo takes in there, but I'm yeah. I'm really like, I hate recording vocals, and I like for me it's <laughs> such a like a um just like a really brutal process of like doing stuff, deleting it, doing stuff, deleting it, and every every take that ends up on the record will be like really heavily manipulated. Like I'll sort of okay. Um, like you know, like like mangle like ten takes together, and you know, like cut them down to the syllable to get like the right, <laughs> the right, uh, the right word for each bit. Um, and it's kind of I don't know. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm never just like one take and leave it. But having mm. said that, mm. I, I find that the first take is always the best one. I just I like, um, but I'll keep going and going. Like I sort of for some of the tracks I recorded the vocals with my friend Ryan, and he was like, um, 
uh, he'd sort of be like, if you're not going to, you know, like if you can't get it in five takes, you're not going to get it kind of thing. Like do five takes and that that's enough. Like it's not going to get any better from here. So, this was um, um this was Daniel, your your partner. Oh, uh, no, this was uh, Rian Tan who mixed, oh, okay. mixed the record. Um, so, yeah, I did some tracking, vocal tracking with him as well. And he, yeah. Um, He's got, I like his, like, yeah, you know, anything you can do, you can do a five takes kind of vibe. Um, so, did you end up doing, like, what, half the production at, like, in your home, like, in your bedroom studio or whatever and half in a studio? Or- um, we did. Most of it was at home. We just, I, I think there was maybe, like, half of the vocal tracks I recorded at, at Rianne's place. Yeah. Um, and I think two of the songs have live drums and we did the live drums at his place as well. Okay. Um, and then all the mixing was so at his place. A little bit of analog for the folks at home. Yeah. Little, just enough for the boom to keep the boomers happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, Ed, so were there any synthesizers? Was it all digital synthesizers or did you end up having some analog synthesizer? Um, I think it's actually or- mostly analog or mostly hardware at least. Like a lot of yeah. it is. Yeah. I think it's mostly, mostly hardware. What's your favorite piece of hardware that you've got? Um, ooh, I've got a, a Yamaha DX7. Oh, <gasps> love. Um, uh, like original and, 80s. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, that and is that's sexy. Probably, that's- I just I just bought a tape machine actually from oh. Rian who makes the record, which is also becoming um, yeah, ta- one of tape my machines are coming back. Did you did, is the is the EP like run through the tape machine after it was mixed? Nah, but I think the drums on two things we recorded the tape. Mm. That's mm. um, that's a tape track. Um. Our sometimes co-host um, Vass, he's he's got his he's a producer and he just bought a bought a similar thing an old style um, and it plays the cassette size tapes. Oh, but cool. he, what he's going to do every time we record and when we do some recording together is he's actually going we're going to mix it and then he's going to run the whole thing through the tape. So mm. I know I know a lot of people do a similar thing. I know another producer when I've recorded with him, um, we played like my digital piano. But then what he did is to get a more warmer analog sound. He's then just stuck a mic in front of this really nice speaker and and then re-recorded it through that. So yeah, yeah. I'm fine. What I'm finding is like we're not reverting, but we're sort of finding producers these days are finding workarounds to get that warmer analog sound, even if it was originally synthesized in a digital way, because there's yeah. just something about that that warmth that you get on tape or that that warmth that you get through an actual speaker and applying yeah. these older techniques i think it can just glue everything together if everything's going through it as well yeah. like it's um yeah um just kind of make stuff that sticks out yeah kind of not stick out as much are you one of those people that is more like oh it's got to be warm it's got to be textured it's you know it's analog is the best are you more like you know what we can do it just as well digital these days it doesn't really matter like where do you sit on that side i don't know if i'm either of them hey like i sort of um i kind of would choose whatever's on hand at the time like i i i I don't think i'd ever retract something because i didn't have the right piece of gear like i'd (laughs) rather just like kind of find something that works or find something different than like wait till i had a near the right piece of equipment yeah um but i don't know there's like on like i think like two things for instance like that you know, there's like an electric piano and two synths and one of those synths is analog the other one is just like ableton's stock like analog emulation synth so it's like digital but analog modeling and yeah um and like i you know i, I didn't i don't know like I, initially I was like, oh, i'll go back and retract this through mm. you know like a nicer like analog synth but I, at the end of it i was like ah, oh, like it sounds right to me and it's <laughs> um I don't know. It's I kind of I've, I'm starting to love the computer more and more, and like for its um convenience or 
for what the doors that it opens in terms of the sounds and textures that you can get. Yeah, just how much you can manipulate stuff and also how much you can make it do stuff for you. Like, like not in terms of, like, mm. um, like making stuff quicker, but you can sort of, like, um, I guess, like, create little, like, systems that kind of make sound in an unpredictable way. Yeah, like, yeah. like in a, which I kind of like. Um, um, yeah. So, it sounds like moving forward, you're going to really try and push the boundaries of what what tools you have and what they can yeah. do to make these new textures and new sonic palettes. Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, like, yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm keen to get into going forward. Do you think that you'll be one of those people that sort of like bounces back and forward between styles uh, as you get, as you progress through your releases or you, you think that, no, I want to explore the electronic side even more and more. I want to keep going down the path I'm going. I don't know. I think it's hard to say because in any one moment, I'll be completely convinced by whatever yeah. I'm into at the time. So, if, if like I'm really into one type of music, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do forever. But then a year later, I'll be like, no, that, that's <laughs> like I want to do a new thing. Um, is- I, I think the the like only logical conclusion is going to be like folk music where I just like- <laughs> <laughs> Just like you've done, the, you've done the time, you've done the crime, now do the time. Yeah. Um- yeah. <laughs> it's just like you get that overloaded with electronica that you're like- yeah, you know what? Fuck it all. I just want to go back to caveman. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think it's gonna like. Uh, yeah, I think it. I, I, I can't see it right now, but I also know that at some point I'm gonna become really interested in folk music <laughs> as like a. No, you keep going, keep going. Oh, no, as like a, um, I guess like a, um, what's the word? Just like as as the antithesis to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to electronic music. Yeah, it's weird. Like art, I don't know how much you're into art history and that, but it's not just a music thing. But it's like to, you can see it in every form of art, whether that be literature, painting, obviously music. Uh, movies, like whatever art form you so pick, there's always that sort of wild swing that happens over generations. Like one generation will go, yeah, this is new. This is something we've never tried before. And then the next generation will have a reaction to that. Like it's the classic, oh, that's you're listening to the Beatles. Ooh, that's so yesterday. Um, <laughs> oh, pun not intended. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that. That's a- uh- but you know what I mean? Like, and then they'll they'll do something that's like totally different in in rebellion to that, and that's where you get the new style. And then the then it'll be like the next generation will go, no, we really like that. You know, like my parents hated it, so therefore I like what happened before that, and which is where you get like that that thirty year cycle. Like the eighties is back, which your EP yeah. is evident of. And then like you know, I'm seeing a lot of younger artists that are just you know just coming out of school are trying to emulate what Britney Spears did. Yeah, because we're yeah, nearly yeah, the, again the, at that thirty-year cycle with the late nineties, early two thousands. Like, yeah, I'm excited for that. Hey, I, I think like there was so much good like R and B and that kind of stuff. I remember like as a kid, like watching video hits. But that, that, that sort time. of yeah, and the sort of synth sounds that were popular back then are sort of like the pop with the drier percussion, but those weird yeah. sort of textured synths are coming back again, which yeah. is kind of weird to think that, but it, it's inevitable. Like we will have those cycles, so. Yeah, it's sort of interesting to see you say that and that it will probably- You probably will go to, like, some anarcho-primitiveness folk album yeah. at some point and, you know, the critics will lord it, but every- you'll probably piss off all your existing fans. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think, like, like, sort of, like, being wholesome is, is back in, like, <laughs> yeah. which is, I, I think, like, a bit of, like, an antidote to, like, um, the whole, like, you know, like, 2000s, like, indie rock bad boy thing, which kind of, I guess, like, you know, like, bands like The Strokes and stuff were kind of the, the last, like- <laughs> The last of that, like, breed of just, like, kind of, um, yeah, I guess, like, uh, 
like break the rules. Well, I mean, you think rap, like think you know, uh, Biggie, Kanye, like, um, and then I'm thinking, um, fucking Pusha T or whatever his name was. Like they were mm. very much. You're right, and you're right. Even with rap and that, it's more like you know, I'm opening up. I'm I'm sad. I'm depressed. I take Xanax all day. Like it's mm. just. <laughs> but you you're right. Like it's it does go. It does swing wildly, even in emotions. So that's yeah. It's cool to yeah. see that play out even within your own career. Um, I was going to say, what, if on the next album or the next release, is there an instrument or a type of style that you'd really like to sort of delve into? Um, that you I don't haven't, know. That you haven't yet, I suppose. It's weird because I sort of- we've, I've, we've got like- I think there's like maybe four or five songs on my hard drive mm. that I'm working on at the moment, which probably will be the next- or at the start of the next release. Um, and a lot of it- I'm kind of really interested in like, um, I guess, like more like um, digital percussive kind of synthesized sounds, like like, like okay. sort of um, like, uh, I don't know, I've listened to a lot of like, I guess, like um, ambient and environmental music stuff like Hiroshi mm. Yoshimura and um, stuff where, where it's kind of, um, I guess, like synthesizers trying to emulate like real natural processes. Yeah. Um, and I kind of, I don't know, just those kinds of sounds I've been getting into, but I've, I have been kind of exploring that in- sort of different music that I've been making sort of outside of Segway. So, I'm not sure. Like, I think the new stuff is still quite, like, yeah, um, 80s-ish, like, like kind of like the Blue Nile or, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of Japanese and ambient sounds, have you ever had the pleasure of listening to a Japanese steel drum perform alive? No, I haven't. It's ticket off your bucket list because I've um I was very fortunate to they used to live down in Melbourne this um guy from Darwin actually and his mate from Japan I can't remember what part of Japan he's from but the guy who used to play very percussive um guitar and mm. <clears throat> the Japanese art the Japanese fellow he was percussion only so it was a very rhythmic yeah. sort of duo going on they were really cool it was all instrumental Incredibly yeah. good performers. So the guy would have like the post pan percussion would have a cajon, um, a cymbal. He'd have strings and not strings are like beads and that to make these different sounds. And one of the things he played in a lot of the softer tracks was a Japanese steel drum. And mm. holy shit, the sound that you get out of it is so ethereal and atmospheric and almost spiritual in a sense that they yeah. just sound I, I, like it, it sounds synthetic in a way but it's so natural and beautiful at the same time so yeah it's such a cool sound to explore but one of the many that i'm sure japan can offers in terms of on in terms of their music because it's a totally different culture in terms of what and that, that of course influences i guess what instruments you get out of it yeah 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 definitely yeah but it's just one example of it like you mentioned japanese artists and i thought yeah that's japanese steel drum is a beautiful instrument to hear play live yeah yeah, I guess there, there. I guess there was a time where, like, um, particularly with like like sort of FM synthesis, where people were trying to like recreate those sounds digitally, yeah. which I think is a cool. I don't know, and ended up kind of creating a, a bunch of other cool sounds. <laughs> yeah. um, I, we were mentioning before about you know traveling around and that. Is there one particular mm. city or one place you would love to go and visit and play in? Like, if money were not a factor, if money wasn't a factor, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Hey, I um, like, what's the bucket list place you'd love to play in? To play in, um, I yeah, I, I oh, yeah, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, like I, I guess like the um, the answer I don't want to give, but want to give is Berlin. Um, that's fair enough because Berlin, Berlin does have a big ambient scene. It like, you does, to, yeah. I think it's just there's so much like history there and so much cool music history there. Um, and it's just like such a such a cool city. I'd, I'd kind of uh, yeah, I like to play 
a show there. I went to a, like a really cool show there once that was like, um, oh, I forgot the band's name. It was sort of like this kind of like new wave synth pop duo from Copenhagen. Yeah. Um, uh, and they, it was just like the smallest room ever. And there was like a hundred people crammed into it. And like, like it was the kind of thing that like would, wouldn't be legal here. Like, just because we have like OHS and stuff like that. Like, like there was extension cords just like the dangling Germans. from the ceiling. Um, yeah, it was like, and outside it was like five degrees and inside it was boiling. Cause it was just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was, that was just a really cool, like kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. Like. It was. It was. Fun. It's European. <laughs> it's European. Just say. Just say it's European, and people will, will <laughs> nod and smile. <laughs> and yeah, but they I do think things differently I- over there. It's all very, you know, <laughs> in your face and a little bit too sexual for your liking. You know, the <laughs> 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 Berlin does really sound like a great artist city to go and visit, and I certainly somewhere I'd like to go. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I've had a friend that lived in Berlin for a while and he reckoned it was just like, it just nearly killed him. And he put out an mm. album a few years afterwards said, Berlin will kill you. Uh, so he reckoned oh, it was wow. like something that consumed him to a, to a weird extent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. I think yeah. any of those sort of like world cities would, would do it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently LA has that similar effect. Like, um, I was mm. talking to someone who's, who was an aspiring actress. Yeah. And we were having this discussion, and I remember I was mentioning- Lord has mentioned it, on what she had mentioned it in a interview not long before I was having this conversation. I said, do you find the same experience? And she said, absolutely, it drains you. Um, but again, it's a very creative city. There's a lot of artists that live there. So, I don't know whether yeah. it's maybe that- I've heard there's studies out there that say that tiredness helps you create better or like yeah. puts you in a mood where your mind sort of half switches off- so, you come up with these ideas that you wouldn't otherwise think of because you go, oh, that would be stupid. I wouldn't put that down. But when you're half tired, mm. I think the idea is that your brain goes or whatever and you put it down and it's something that would be – would not be otherwise put down on paper, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah, totally. Are you, are you some one of those people that, that – um that that works better when the late at night or are you like a morning person get up have me morning espresso and straight to work um i'm kind of like not either hey like i can do both depending on yeah what i need to do i guess like like, like i do like working at night i don't know why but i, I yeah but i i've been sort of at the moment been like getting up because i work at i work nights yeah, um yeah and so i've sort of been getting up at like nine ish and just working on music through the day and then going okay. to work at night um but um on nights that i'm not working it's kind of nice to to just like work into the night i guess um cool do you find that like you do you find that what you put out on paper or what you write at different times of the day is affected by the fact that you're writing it in the middle of the night or in the morning um i don't know hey i'd like um, so it's not i'm guessing again i probably throwed you off here but i, I- no it's all good <laughs> i i i think so i'll be working on like one thing across both like like sort of i'll usually be working on one track for like a while so like it'll yeah something might come out of both working in the day and working the night um usually if i'm working something at night and think it's great i wake up in the morning and think it sucks um <laughs> but yeah so i don't know um <laughs> fair enough fair enough that's that's good enough for me um we'll talk um we'll go to a we'll go to the next song real quick in a moment uh, but before i do we mentioned before as i said you've got your show this friday please please tell people about it so that they know where to go if they're in the area um, so we're playing a show at Pigmelon in, I think it's in Perth, like the city technically. Um, don't tell me um, you don't know where the venue is. You might want to look that up before. Next, before <laughs> I know where Friday. it is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I couldn't give you an exact address off my head, but it's, yeah, Pigmelon, um, like little nice gallery space. Cool. Um, at seven o'clock, I think gigs running seven to 10 p.m. It's an early one, um, with 
our friends Lana Rothney and Great Statue. Um, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, enjoy, enjoy the, the ability to go out. Please do. Thank you. Yeah. Have, have, <laughs> have, a, have several beers for me, please. Um, whatever, yeah. Whatever you guys drink over there, or little creatures or whatever it is. Um, uh, yeah. Matilda I- Bay. I don't think I've had either one of those in a long time, but yeah, I, I um, I think we're gonna really enjoy that first those. pint. We're yeah, gonna really, really enjoy it. That's just I'm gonna savor that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have go. I normally wouldn't go for the expensive beer, but I'm gonna go for the full. You know, the double porter. Thank you. Do you it. Know. Do it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> Whenever that is, uh, I'll be thinking of you too, um, Jeremy. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah, it sounds sounds perfect. Okay. Um. Please tell us where we can find the EP as well, uh, uh, and of course all your socials too. Uh, EP's on it's on Bandcamp, which is like, in my opinion, the best form of uh, of music sharing. Um, it's also mm. on Spotify and and whatnot. Um, we've got all the, like all the regulars, very, all the regulars. We've got a very small run of cassette tapes that can be mm. ordered through Bandcamp. You um, really are a tape fanatic. I'm- yes, I, I, I like tape. Um, What's the appeal with um cassette? What 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 makes you I go actually just, for that? I like like how small they are. I, I like I don't know. It's thing about for me. It's like I think almost my favorite format of music to own. I actually can't justify it like like <laughs> rationally, but I, I just like it's them. nostalgia. <laughs> let's let's not let's not bullshit around or beat around the bush. It's nostalgia. You grew up with the mm. CD cassettes in the car. Your mum had the portable portable tape tape deck. You're trying to be eighties. Yeah, of course. I, I get it. I get it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's I, it's a vibe. Yeah, yeah. Have, so people do buy them. Um, yeah, we've we've never gotten any large runs of them. Like we sort of, yeah. Like we'll get like maybe ten, fifteen, or whatever, and just sell them to friends. And um, people actually play them, or they go, "Oh, this is cool novelty." I'll I don't know. I when I I play cassettes when I buy them, but I I definitely <laughs> there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've never. Interesting. I assume they play them. I hope they yeah. play them. Yeah, because usually <laughs> we talk about it and then I'll, I'll bring up the thing. Oh, are you doing CD run? I'm like, no, 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 vinyl. Oh, no, no, I haven't got it in half. Oh, what about cassette? Do cassette. And it sort of laughed off. But no, there is still- It's, it's cool to know there is that still that appeal yeah. with that format. Well, it's, it's cheap to manufacture and I think it's a great way to- like to collect local music because it's. I think ordering a cassette from another country is too expensive. Like the postage is more than the actual tape. Yeah. But um, it's a good way to like like most of my cassette collection is local bands because it's like you buy it at a show or you buy it on Bandcamp and there's like two dollars postage and. Um, and this must like, be yeah, a cheap- Perth thing. I don't know any Melbourne bands that do cassettes. And again, I might. Oh, be really? Wrong. Probably With, is. Um, it's a Perth thing, friend, by the sounds of it. It might be. Our, our friend Kyle runs like a little tape label called Space Cassette, so he makes our tapes and um, makes. I think everyone in Perth tapes, to be honest. Um, there's there's a few people who are doing it though. This, yeah. Um, go back to my comment about you guys being just a little bit behind everyone else. So uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll forgive you for that 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 discretion. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so I'm guessing you guys sell all that sort of stuff on your Bandcamp, yeah? Yeah, it's on Bandcamp. And your socials: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh yeah, we've got Instagram and Twitter. They're both. I think our tag is Segway with three S's um, and yeah, Facebook, Segway. all that stuff. I think we've got a YouTube account. There's a, there's a, a full stream of our like previous album on oh, YouTube. Cool. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, it, it's all, yeah, it's all up there. Nice. Well, I won't keep you any longer because uh, I believe we were supposed to finish about half an hour ago. <laughs> Classic. How does that always happen? I always over time. No. Um, thank you very much to- uh, 
Kate and the crew from Group Therapy Records, please. They're one of the newer additions to our to our PR list. So thank you so much, Kate. You're awesome. You awesome son. Awesome. You awesome lad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> could have worded that better, but I won't bother trying doing a second take. No, thanks, Kate. <laughs> um, keep it real. Keenness. I would be keen to see you guys in Melbourne. So please let us know when you're coming coming across the Nullarbor. Um, yeah, sick. And uh, it'd be good to meet up in person, hear a bit of the hear a bit of the Perth sound going on. Yeah, cool. Sounds and good. Maybe, like, maybe yeah. get a cassette. I'll. I don't have a cassette player, but I. I. If you still have a cassette, not me. I will grab a cassette off you for the <laughs> sheer. You know what the hell of it. You know. <laughs> yeah, sick. Sounds good. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, of course, uh, go and check out the EP guys as well. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Say hi to your say hi to your partner Dan uh, or Daniel, whatever he prefers to go by. And um, yeah. Thank you for putting out some great music. Sick. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, we're going to go on the new single you said. Is that right? Is it? The- yes. Yes. It is the title track of the EP. Um, give me a quick quick rundown on what, what it's about, what you were thinking about when you put it put it down in the studio. Um. Well, it's sort of- This was the first track we started recording, I think, for the album. And I think hmm. we started recording it when we were still like- I guess in, in the period between finishing our previous album and, and putting it out. Yep. Um, and it, uh, I, I don't know, it's kind of um, like a, a bit of like a, I, I don't know, like, like I think Daniel, um, like we both are really into the Blue Nile and he kind of talks about them like channeling this thing of like, of dancing while crying. Yeah. I think that's kind of the vibe of it. Um, it's kind of like upbeat and, and, and like danceable, but also like just- kind of melancholy and whatnot. Um, yeah, with a bunch of Julian Casablancas rip-off vocal melodies and stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, mate, nice, short and sweet. I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> thank you again. Uh, well, may as well, you may as well take us out, tell us what we're listening to, the song, and, of course, who you are, most importantly. Yeah, you're listening to I Get It uh, by Segway. I am Jeremy from Segway. Uh, thank you for listening. Cool. Uh, what show are people listening to? I, I'm not going to- AMR. AMR, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, for a moment. Fine, that'll do, that'll do. Here it is, folks.
Hey, this is Jeremy from Segway and you're listening to AMR. Thank you again, Jeremy. Well, welcome back to the Bar Talk podcast, of course. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed the interview with Jeremy. And, of course, make sure you do check out the EP, I Get It. It's out now. Um, And after that, actually, you heard just then Eleanor's new song, Maybe I Am. May as well quickly get this out of the way because um, this is her brand new uh, single, and, um, yeah, there's not really too much to say apart from, you know, she's a great, another great example of a Melbourne pop artist. So, a few Melbourne artists getting in today, sneaky, sneaky. And uh, I'm trying to see if that's going to be up on her. I think this is her first single since 2019, I think. Anyway, it's been oh, getting yeah. a lot of, something like that. It's been getting a lot of, um, quite a bit of, a uh, bit of, bit of, you know, she's been doing quite a lot in the background, working with a few LA artists by the looks of it. Uh, getting on to some, you know, some co-writers up there as well. So, yeah, big things happening for her and we'll keep an eye out for what she's doing in the next months, next few months. Thanks to Evergreen. 
Yes. Thank you, Michael. You awesome son of a bitch. All right. Uh, Gareth, my friend. Um, yeah. I uh, don't know about you, but we should quickly mention too, while we're here, our, uh, our, you know, our community and business partners for AMR. Yeah, I'll, uh, reel them through. I'll reel them out. Like, I don't even have all the info. And this is how I can remember all my numbers, like my ABN, my license number, tax file number. Because uh, like, you, remember- you don't carry any ID with regist- you. I can remember car registrations <laughs> from when I was eight years old. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. So, who do you want first? Ah, oh, whatever whatever order you wish. I'll let you, I'll let you do this one. I'm sick of doing it. Drum power. Music factory. Music factory direct. direct. <laughs> Music factory direct. Dot com dot au. Phone 97284581 or visit. No, you can't visit. You have to click and collect. Okay, yeah. so go to, go to musicfactorydirect.com.au. Do your shopping online and buy the best musical instruments and equipment available to you in the eastern suburbs of Australia. And Melbourne. <laughs> that was pretty good. Just, but well, anywhere around the country, get your stuff from there. Uh, Russo and Russo barristers and solicitors up in the northern suburbs, specialising in family law, wills and estates, conveyancing, commercial leasing and criminal law. If you've been a criminal within five kilometres of russoandrusso.com.au <laughs> and you haven't got a phone, you can walk there quite legally. You can do, um, if it's emergency, you can go out of 5Ks, so- you know, if you're really in trouble, <laughs> okay. I can give them a call. Um, 9387802, Uh Oh, we'll do we'll do the jingle. We'll do the jingle. I haven't done the jingle in a while. Uh, okay, okay, fine, One, fine, two, fine. three. Well, hello, hello world travel, travel where the travel professionals. professionals. It's hard to do that remotely too. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to try click tr- click track that one. I'm not I'm not adjusting that at all. Um, no. Go and check out Hello World Travel Belgrave on their uh, socials as well, and please go and visit them when they open up as well uh, again, and you can actually travel. <laughs> if you're from interstate, you could probably call them up and they could get them to book an interview for another another interstate trip. <laughs> if, you'd, if you'd like to go within five kilometres, call Hello World Travel on Belgrave, 97541066. Um, what do we got next? Oh, BizOps Solutions. Uh, they are your business analysis analysis and project management experts. Uh, give them a call, 1-300-249-678 and bizop.com.au. Yep. Uh, should mention as well, uh, Sense Music Media, sensemusicmedia.com. Jimmy. And uh, Suki Lounge, sukilounge.com.au. Yeah, they're open uh, Wednesdays and Wednesdays through to Sunday from 3 till 8 p.m. Uh, for all your home deliveries. So, uh Hopefully, in two weeks' time, they'll be back open until 11. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I hope, well, have you, we just need- I just want to get up there for an errand and you ball. <laughs> have you asked to get some free delivery yet off him for some errand no, no, balls? No, we, we don't get free delivery. We pay for it, you know. <laughs> We've got to support our local restaurant still. But, uh, no, I haven't got the errand and balls. Has, has Loz been buying- Has Loz been getting the- uh, the delivered cocktails off them. We'll see what happens Thursday. Oh, okay. <laughs> On the tell her to have yeah, a, we'll tell, her to have we'll a tell her to have an espresso martini for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't even drink espresso martinis. What am I talking about? Either I don't know what. You either they're, they're one of those drinks you either love or you hate. Like I do look quite like coffee. Actually, it was really yeah, funny. I'm on, I'm on the yeah, I'm on the coffee now. It was really funny. Um, the the cafe that we like to go to that around that around that corner. Now it's hard enough to get a coffee as it is at the moment with with the lockdown. But <laughs> how bad is this? And I do feel sorry for them because it's the worst time for it. Somebody backed their car literally into the front of the shop. Like the whole shop fronts was you know smashed up, window smashed, 
the whole what, for coffee. I think they, they might have been an it might have been a uh, irate customer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'm, the, I'm not surprised. Where's my sugar? <laughs> you forgot me, sugar? You gave me sh- you gave me sugar-free sweetener. <laughs> yeah. No, um, these, I don't know what happened exactly, but I'm not surprised because the the space between the parking area and the- There's about half a meter between the, en- the end of the parking area and the shop front. So, I'm not surprised somebody's backed into it. Actually, no, it's more like a meter and a half, um, but like it's half a meter when you have the tables out there. And uh, yeah, there's like a- It's all boarded up and shit and it's closed. So, a uh, little sad face over here. Can't get his coffee at the moment. And so is that like directly across the road from you? Is it? It's yeah, walking distance, like just down the street. It's like yeah. our lo- it's our local cafe, and the only one that like actually actually has a good blend. Like, <laughs> there's a few around here that are just like they just don't really give a shit in terms of what they put in their coffee. Either either do I, and this is real, and this is a real a real problem in human society that uh, people are satisfied with uh, one and a half satchels of bushels from the motel um, over a you know Seven Eleven. I've always I, found bushels to be shit as I a like tea it. brand. You like bushels? Okay. I like bushels. Yeah, I'm, I've, like, I've literally like put because I've got a big cup here, so I've had, the satchels are pretty small, and we're living on satchels at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> we just pick them up from wherever we can get them. Yeah, uh, just um, obscure <laughs> motel visits in, in the middle of the night. Um, but um, yeah, one and a half, perfect. Oh. But what do you do with the other half? You know, you you put it back in the thing, and someone comes along. <laughs> And they think it's an empty. So you just so literally they, just cut no. the you cut the tea bag in half, and you put half the tea bag in your cup. No, the coffee. There is nothing worse than than actually when you're making your tea. The tea, the tea, and the tea bag breaks. <laughs> yes. Oh no, there's tea in my tea. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> but it's so annoying. You'll drink How horrible. it. Horrible. You won't know. You won't know, Nurse. and you'll get to the. <laughs> Nurse, there's, there's tea in my tea. I think I'll choke. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to suck it out of me, nurse. Get the get those lips ready. You have to give me CPR. <laughs> give me some tongue action, Letty. <laughs> but I mean, I do. I absolutely hate it because you like you don't ex- when you don't expect it and you don't realize the bag's broken until after you've you know you've almost down the bottom half of the cup and then you'll oh, get, no, you get yeah you, you get, get to the, the bottom your throat. it's like oh my god i've been drinking tea all that time and there's tea at the bottom <laughs> and you start dry reaching <laughs> and the, the tea's just lost all its comfort factor you've like you, you've taken one step forward and two steps back <laughs> Wait, i, I want to know why i can't drink coffee when it's cold like people slam it down but so- I don't know. It goes. I think it goes back to the time I drank drank the coffee that was that was, you know, five weeks old, and then you know hit the back of my throat in a lump rather than a. I, know, I thought I, I had the right. Thought I had the right cup. <laughs> I had to take uh, a. I did. I had to take a three hour, um, three hour drive once after only having half a night's sleep. Normally, I wouldn't have even done it, but I managed to get through it. I did the old trick, the old uh, power nap with an espresso. So, what you do yep. is you buy a you buy an espresso. You don't buy a flat white or a, a cappuccino because you can't drink it. You basically buy an espresso, double shot, down it, scull it, then have a 15, 20-minute nap, 
And then you wake up and the coffee's kicked in and you've had a nap and like it's like a super nap. And then you're like <laughs> awake for the next hour. I was fine for the next for the rest of the trip, but it's like that 15 hours of snooze plus the coffee and the dopamine that it whatever it triggers, it causes you to be like extra awake and it's like doubly effective. That worked. I managed to get get to my destination fine. You know, I'm still here. I didn't die. Uh, and I was awake the whole time, perfectly, perfectly focused. Like uh, yeah, I was. Uh, that, that's my that's my recommendation for the week. Uh, well, I recommend uh, not drinking beer because <laughs> I bought one tonight for our alcohol review, and I had two, and I'm like, "Fuck this shit! This is disgusting." You have to do you have so, to do alcohol review on. Um, oh, that's why I'm back on coffee. I've kind of given up alcohol. I mean, I haven't given it up, but I've slowed right down. You know, so I'm having like if I have if I have a, I'll buy half a dozen. You just can't get it to takes the me three enough. days. You just it takes me get- three days to get through it. You just can't get to the bottle like, enough. No, I just keep falling asleep in, in between. <laughs> one, fall asleep. You're getting old. Have another one, fall asleep. Um, did we mention our other partners as well? Uh, should we mention them as well? I forgot forgot them earlier. Uh, of course, Upway Belgrave RSL, Danyong Rangers Emergency Relief Service, and the Coa Shed Australia. So yeah, uh, go, go check them all out too. Um, I think enough chit-chat and time to play another couple of tracks. Yep. What do you reckon? Good job. I uh, good 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 idea. You reckon? Good, good you reckon? job. Good job. Yep. Good job. Good. Yes, we should play another couple of tracks. Uh, here we go. Uh, now you have you have you heard a few of the next band songs? I've got a few lined up here. Brilliant. We've got, we've got Danny, Danny next. Is it? No. No. Oh, it's uh, uh, Dave, Dave the band. <laughs> He's getting confused. You know, in Dude. alphabetically, you're not far off. Uh, uh, Dave the band has duh. just released their new. I think it's debut album. Yes, it is a debut album. It's called Slob Stores. How's that for a title? Oh, I've got titles for you. You listen to Heavy Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, these guys have got an Instagram filter as well, so I might have to try that out. As a promo for the episode, uh, apparently you can head to their Instagram and, and do the "Which Dave Are You" Instagram filter. How about that? <laughs> which Dave are you? <laughs> which Which Dave are you? I'm interested to see, Gareth. You'll have to share with me which Dave you end up being when you try out the Instagram filter. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going I'm to do it. Watch out. Keep Keep an eye out on the Instagram page. Uh, it sounds week. like you're. It sounds like you're shuffling tarot cards here. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I'm guessing these guys have got very different personalities. I what's what's coming up in September for me, Dan? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, they've they've come out with the album, and this is the brand new single, uh, Capsule. They've released a video for it as well. So go and give it a squiz when you get a chance. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. Bit of bit of cheeky indie rock to, to keep things keep things a bit real. You know, bit of real. Got to keep. Got to get a little bit of real instrumentation in after all this. Uh, Electro synth pop crap. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A bit of yep. real drum. Actually, a little bit of real drums for you. I'm going to do your tarot cards when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> have you got? Have you actually got tarot cards? Uh, no. no. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll find a YouTube one for you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of them YouTube dame. Give us 200 bucks or you'll get a bad tarot reading. Mm, the Nine of Pentacles. <laughs> the Card of Longing. The Witch's the, Brew. The Ace of Cups. <laughs> oh, dear. No spades in the deck? I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know. No, we'll have, I'll, I'll send you one later. We'll have a Levies. look at it and, and then we'll discuss tarot card reading okay. after this. Okay. Uh, that's my, I'm bringing that subject to the show Fair just enough. for you. I, I don't think we've ever discussed tarot cards on the show before, so it'll be a well, first. I knew we were going to do it, but you didn't, you see? Well, I, I can't always be the guy that comes up with ideas, Gareth. Come on. Well, that's not an idea. I read my tarot cards, dude. <laughs> anyway, after that, we've got, uh, well, another, another artist who's just released a record, Jack Bots. With his uh, new single or lead lead single off the EP that he's just released called Hold You off the Hold You Tapes. So, it's a cheeky, I think it's like a cheeky four track little EP going on there. Uh, cheeky Byron Bay artist. So, I haven't had one of them in a while. Anyways, uh, yeah, very sort of cool acoustic grooves going on with this one. So, I hope you enjoy it. I've got something from Byron Bay coming up as well in the alcohol review. Oh, you don't, you're going to do the alcohol review this week with me? Well, I have to. Sounds good. Sounds good. It's yeah. my job. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, his, yeah. So go and check out his EP as well. Um, thanks, Unified, for sending that in too. Shall we, shall we go out on it, Gareth? No. Nah. I, I disagree. I'm making an executive decision. We're going to a break and okay. playing the Day of the Band single capsule. And after that, the Jackbots song, Hold. Hold you. I nearly got it wrong. I nearly said, hold on. <laughs> It's They're all in the fresh mix. They they are. Yes, go and check out the fresh mix. But right now, take yourself away with these sexy songs on Bar Talk. We'll be back real soon. AMR.
Hi, this is Shakira, and you're listening to AMR. You never felt like this before. When your heart's in the clouds, but somehow you got two feet on the floor. And do you believe in dreams? Cause I do, now I never wanna wake up. You said you didn't know if you're gonna still go, but I'm running on low. And these words are caught up in my throat that I want you to know. And I. I just need to say that I felt for you once and I'd do it again and again. And I still don't know what you're doing with me or where it's gonna go. But I just wanna hold you. Never felt like this before. Well, I'm usually fine, I keep it all together, but I'm losing all controls. And, well, do you believe in dreams? Cause I do, now I never wanna wake up. You woke up in a van by a seaside town, it wasn't heaven on earth, but something pretty close we found. Oh, we had found. Nothing to do or to lose, and I just need to say that I felt for you once, and I do it again and again, and I still don't know what you're doing with me or where it's gonna go, but I just wanna hold you. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Bar Talk with uh, uh, GM, and uh, it's, uh, I'm on one side of Springy Road, and on the other side of Springy Road is uh, Dan. The superior side, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> As we're they say, best out west. Hey, like, let's 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 talk about leaves. Right. <laughs> Those were two artists that were not from the Springvale Road area. Uh- <laughs> How do you know? Because it tells tells on their fucking PR. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Jack Botts, the Byron artist with Hold You, and before that, it was mm. uh, Dave the Band with Capsule. They're from um, Newcastle, actually. Oh, just, you know, they're neighbours. Pretty much. Just mm. up the coast, just up the Pacific. Mm. Is it Pacific yeah. Highway? That's up that way? No, I, I couldn't even tell you. Um, yeah. Don't, don't tell me you've never been up that way, Gareth, in your many- No, I've, I've been- a, I've been. A, I used to go to uh, um, Coffs Harbour quite a bit. That's that's not far. That's, that's I think that's directly halfway between them. Pretty much, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Old cops. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually got a. Uh, are we doing alcohol review yet? Good thing gonna, you mentioned. We're going to talk about. You know, we're going to talk about tarot cards. No, no, no. <laughs> Can you review your tarot cards instead of the alcohol? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, here all it right. is. Let's play the. Let's play the ID. So here it is. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Uh. Mamma mia. Are you I ready? You I hope you didn't cut that out. I hope that we use that, the actual- I am, uh, Of course I'm recorded. Using, <laughs> of course I'm using the real ID. I run a tight-knit right. ship here. I, I yeah. spend and I spend the mid- I really burn the midnight oil getting this thing together. So, uh, you don't appre- you do not appreciate this. You've if never you worked as hard re- as I if have. you don't use that when we just recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I kill you. You're fired. <laughs> I get your mother, father, sister, and daughter too. Put it in now. It pours in you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you about the- I'll tell you what's, I'll tell you what's going to poison me. Oh, yeah. The the, the beer that I bought. Okay. Like, and, and I thought it'd be smart, you know, beer, bar talk, you know, like they, they like their beer, the boys. Uh, I'll join them tonight. I'll, I'll have a beer, which- Oh, I very uh, rarely do. I'd normally buy bourbon. I'm, I'm not drinking. I, oh, can't, you've caught I can't me drink out. anything else. You've, caught, just, you've caught me out because I'm actually not having anything tonight. I'm full well, on. See, this is again, this is the tarot <laughs> card thing. Uh, I had my tarot cards done for me during the week by this lovely girl, Ali, in America. It's not for me, but she does it for like 250,000 other people, but- um, he likes to think it's just for him. Yeah, it's just for me. Uh, but uh, she said that, you know, I should be prepared because someone else was going to drop their ball uh, recording this week. And uh, I thought, well, what, what could Daniel possibly drop his ball with other than alcohol? Because, uh, you know, your, your choices yes. are pretty shit. <laughs> Appropriating pseudoscientific. So I, went, I, went to, I went to BWS and I said, right, I'm going to do exactly what the opposite to what Daniel does because <laughs> that's what my tarot said I should do. Do the opposite, Okay. Like up came up came the four of pentacles and uh you know just push it away push it away, uh so I I went straight into BWS and I said give me the most expensive, uh tastiest, you know alish kind of fruity beer you can find and uh, he bought out the stone and wood. Good old stone and wood, eh? Uh, the original stone and wood Pacific ale. So uh, I started drinking that this afternoon and uh I can confidently say that uh, I had my first one at um six thirty. And it's now almost 11 p.m. and it still tastes like shit. <laughs> so you feel like you haven't got your money's worth? No, definitely not. I should have gone to Aldi to get my $18 <laughs> bourbons, but I, I went in, I, I bought $24 worth of absolute garbage instead oh, God. from BWS. Uh, but um, 
And it's from Byron Bay. So, uh, yeah, shout out to all those, all those Byron Bay I, I, people I like- that don't want to wear a mask. That's, this is for you. <laughs> I, I I love how the fact that I spent a quarter on that on the alcohol review last week, and I was way more satisfied than you are right now. I love it. It's horrendous, isn't it? Money's a massive no, but, factor look, in enjoyment. I think it'd be value. nice. It'd be nicer after my bourbons. It would be like yeah. when there's nothing else to drink, uh, and and there's you know, that doesn't make it ooh, sound look, any better. Uh, Stone and wood. <laughs> Uh, but no, Pacific. Anyway, it's it's not too bad. I, if you're a beer drinker, I recommend it. Um, after- you're not a beer drinker. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my word for it. Then go get your tarot's red. <laughs> uh, what what do you rate it out of five? Um, uh, five. I'll rate I'll rate it two two and a half pentacles. <laughs> is there is there a two and a half pentacle card in tarot? I don't know. But what, there what should is, be. What is a pentacle card? I, I, I'm trying to work it out still. <laughs> all these terms. I watched like I watched like eight episodes of tarot reading. All these different people. I found Ali. Ali's nice. She's she's okay. a cute little um, uh, Latino girl, probably in California somewhere. But she does a really cool reading. It's um, tarot really does sound like a Californian thing. It's yeah, like the hipster version of astrology. Let's face it. Yeah, but she could she she could be in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Judging, there's a lot of timber around, and and uh, and you know uh, they they're getting ripped apart as they get stoned. You know, the, the walls falling in pieces around them. There's a lot of uh, woods around there, and they get very stoned yeah. up that way. Very, so look, looks very looks very piney. Yeah. The backdrop. Are you pining? Are you pining for a little? Are you pining for a little uh, Latino tarot card reader? Are you? No, Just, no, okay. no. <laughs> he won't say it publicly, folks. No, I mean like in like the sense like you know oh you just want you just want you know someone you can call up every now and again at like three a.m. in the morning and go hey what's my tarot reading? It um, does. I've been it gives you some, furry, some tingly you, vibes lately. It gives you a furry feeling. It does. What after Especially you've, when the tar- you get a good tarot reading? You're like oh, <laughs> today's going to be a good day. My life feels better. <laughs> it's not as bad as it could be. No, I was like well, I should read tarot cards with like instead of having the tarot cards just uh, the, the stubby labels. <laughs> like from all different beer, basically or, the same thing. Yeah. So, which um, beer is it where they have like the open it up and it has like the bottle under the bottle cap? It has like these random facts on it. Like polar bears cannot walk backwards. Uh, I don't cool. know. They used to have the questions under VB. I think didn't they like the? Yeah, I know it was question. like a juice you could buy that had. No, it's Carlton Draft. Yeah, Carlton Draft had them. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. Yeah, and it's like fan tales. You go in there, you get movie trivia <laughs> on the the rappers. Like, yeah, they're all good. Yeah, well, I found like beer trivia years, on they? my beer. It's like they they changed over the years. <laughs> like you're looking at stuff now that because I haven't had a fan tale in like 20 years. I don't think. Like, what was Vincent you know, Price's um, latest film? <laughs> yeah, but now it's <laughs> but now it's like those who, who the latest. I couldn't even tell you what move, new movie stars in the last 10 years. And yeah, I got no idea where, if I so, read them. Now. So at least they're being act proactive and they're actually keeping the. The facts up to date, and they're not going. Yeah, you know what? Those those twenty odd facts from the seventies, they're still fine. They're still fine. Well, you know, we'll pretend fucking what's his name from like the whatever's still alive and died fourteen years ago. Sure, sure. Yeah, they they still bring it. Yeah, it's like it's got the RIP on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Paul Newman, he's still alive. Yeah, sure, he's like you know, he's still making movies. Whatever. <laughs> and and Source, 
and sauce. Yeah, he's Paul Newman's famous oh, sauce. Yes, it's got these little heads that like have uh, Paul Newman's Caesar sauce, and it'll have him like with the uh, Roman wreath and wearing a toga, and yeah. Paul Newman's ranch sauce, and have him with a cowboy hat. Yeah, I yeah. Know. yeah. Do they even sell them anymore? I've I haven't seen them in several years. I don't know. I think uh, I think Safeway might have put that on the bottom shelf. <laughs> oh no, not Paul, not Paulie, not old Paul Newman. Which is where stone and wood should be. Bottom shelf, thank you. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. A bit, it should be a little bit cheaper. Maybe two half the half, price. Two and a half pentacles. <laughs> He's not going to let that one slip. It should be 2020, not 24. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, a few years will match the year, just saying. Um, let's uh, let's, oh, let's uh, mention, too, what else is happening this week on the station because mm. uh, we've got plenty of stuff going on. Um, this week, of course, on also on also premiering every Wednesday, uh, Zuzi and Andrew's podcast. Anthony, Anth- is it Zuzi and Anthony? Is that what they're yep. calling it? Okay, cool. Yep. They, they need yeah, to, they, they need to get they need to get a, they need to get a new name. They need to get something that rolls off the tongue better. I'm I'm going to say that now. <laughs> I don't care if this is getting recorded. Um, yeah. Hey, at least their name isn't sh- isn't sharing the same name as a what a, a ballet company. <laughs> true. True. Wait, what <laughs> ballet company? Which ballet? Ball- on the ballet show? Bar talk. Oh, actually, you funny mention this. There is actually a another podcast with this guy from the Orlando Ballet Academy. Orlando. Uh, he's like Florida. the director of the Ball- Orlando Ball- Ballet Academy. And his they started around the same time as we relaunched. But we had the name longer, so we it still counts. Like it's still ours. We but, win. But we're the we're the second bar talk podcast that's out there. There's one, and it's totally to do with our uh, dancing. It's like I don't think there's much uh, crossover there, so I think we're fine. And it's certainly dancing in Orlando. I, d- I don't feel like dancing, just for the record. So uh, you could you guys can keep your keep your ballet bullshit. Um, I'll stick with me. Uh, I'll stick with my uh, poor beers and you know t- good music. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Anyway, uh, so Zuzi and An- uh, uh, whatever, um, Zuzi and Anthony's podcast out every Wednesday, Wednesday nights. Yeah, Wednesday's Wednesday almost podcast mecca day now. True. Got, uh, Tump day. Heavy yeah. Reborn comes out Wednesdays. Um, you get played Wednesday night on the live stream, and then out Thursday. Uh, then we record Thursdays Mint Factory that comes out Friday. Yep. So it's a bit of a snowball effect for the rest of the week, yeah. Yeah, Heavy Reborn, obviously, every Tuesday. Well, no, every Wednesday, sorry. That comes um, out Wednesday, yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, the Mint Factory on Thursday. Is it coming out Fridays now? Friday. Friday. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. Got a lot of- Got the four four going. Uh, Tuesday to whatever, Wednesday to Friday. Mm. Um, and, of course, any time, any day, the Fresh Mix could be playing on australianmusiciansradio.com. Or the, or or, the Mega Mix. Or the Mega Mix, uh, or FM, Or the Heavy Mix, which I've been putting that on later at night. Oh, yeah. Have you, so, it's like, it's just the moment, it's just the, the Fresh Mix, Heavy Mix, and Mega Mix, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But There's keeps, something for everyone. <laughs> keeps, we only get, like, I think we get less than half of the songs that we, like, we have to cut like so many songs to get through to the episode. It's not. I'm not. I'm not joking at all. Uh, which is a good thing. I like the fact that we have so many, so much good music coming in. And this week actually was really busy too. I noticed. It's probably one of the best weeks in content we've had. A lot of stuff came through actually compared to the last few weeks, which I'm not. I'm. I'm not complaining about at all. 
Uh, and of course, I am. <laughs> it took me, freaking, took me like three and a half hours to do the like, hard, just half of the content. Look, just because you don't like hard work, that's okay. Does Keep sending it in, does folks. Not count at all. <laughs> AMR Airplay at mail Please, if you've got new music sent, coming out, uh, send that in. Uh, MP3s and WAVs plus your press releases, uh, you know, media picks, whatever else you've got. Send Tell it us in. where you're from. We want to know what town you are. Please do, uh, so we can bag the shit out of you. Because we, we, we have something to say about every town if you're in Australia. From a, if you're from a shit town, we'll tell people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, yeah, make FTG sure. FTG represent. You know, we're <laughs> professionals. Um, but, yeah, obviously, always, as in with Bar Talk and our socials, make sure you go and check that out. Of course, AMR, uh, the, sorry, well, AMR Australia's socials, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Oh, you got, that's right. I forget you got the YouTube channel. Um, and, of yeah, course, we're gonna Twitter. Yeah, do more of that. Yeah, we should do more. Um, of course, get a haircut. Bar talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I can start being in the, so I can start doing vlogs. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Of course, uh, make sure you check out Bar Talk socials on Facebook and YouTube as well. Please check out the YouTube channel if you haven't already. I put up the edited interviews. So if you want to forget all this bullshit that we do and just want to listen to the artist interviews, uh, check out the YouTube channel. And, uh, of course, check out obviously wherever you can get your podcast. If you're on Apple Music, go and follow us and send us a review there we need more reviews and if you're on spotify give us a follow and a stream and a share as well uh send us a love as well and of course you can always access any of the episodes at any time on australianmissionsradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or wherever you get your podcasts you should just go to the website first and all the links are there yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's everything's linked there. I will eventually get around to putting up all the links on our page for every single um, streaming site so you can go and uh, listen on your preferred preferred player, a podcast player, whatever that may be. Um, I think that's about it from that, but we should probably- You mentioned you mentioned talking about towns uh, that are around. Anyway, I, I thought it was a bit odd that this next artist came from Raglan in, in New Zealand, which is the we same- keep, That name keeps popping up. It keeps popping up, Raglan. Now, I-, I I get that, and I thought, this is cool, like two artists that have come out of the town. But the next artist, Ricky Runway, is actually the lead singer from Messiah, or Messiah, the band well, that we played the other week. Go, there, there you go. See? Uh, I, so, yeah. You've done your research. I didn't, as in I, I just was quickly reading over the notes just before we started, sure. Um, <laughs> that's that's why I remember Raglan. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, they've- so Raglan's obviously got a cool scene going on there, which is really awesome. I'm guessing it's probably like the, their version of Byron Bay um, on the coast, uh, putting out like really chilled music. Anyway, th- so Riki's put out a debut single under his solo project. Uh, it's called Miller, and I really liked it. It's, it's kind of chill, that really sort of R&B sort of acoustic thing going on which I which is kind of cool and uh, made me think of summer which the song is apparently about summer so as you do do they have summer in New Zealand they they apparently don't, don't they like up north up north it's quite nice apparently yeah. it's sort of like yeah you know, it's sort of Sydney kind of weather very nice oh that's that's up where Auckland and that is with a, with a sea breeze <laughs> <laughs> a nice uh, mild sea breeze and a couple of couple of uh, seagulls now Auckland's sort of right Auckland's sort of right in the middle of both island, like at the top of one island, isn't it? Or the bottom yeah, of one the island? Top, top of the North Island. No, it's a bo- at the bottom of the North Island, isn't it? Oh, no, that's Wellington. <laughs> what? That's the capital. Who go, cares? Go and look at it. Yeah. Our New Zealand <laughs> listeners. It's only New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Hey, look, let's not let's not bag them. We're, we're bringing out some pretty cool music. Try to get more New Zealand listeners, and here you are just bagging the shit out of them. No, we I'm bag everyone them. out. Chair, oh. chair, 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 bro, chair. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, thanks, Knickknack, for sending uh, that song in. And after that, uh, ooh, here's a little bit of a not not throwback, but a little bit of a, a little bit of a cheeky reminder of guests past. Seagers finally got around to releasing her EP. Would you believe? I remember we were chatting about it when we um, spoke to her in episode four. So it's been a few months, but I'm really, really happy to see that she's finally released it. Uh, it's called I Was Never Lost Without You, and it does feature her previous singles plus a couple of new tracks. So, yeah, new music. Go and check it out. And I thought we'd play one of the tracks to, to finish off, uh, which is called- it's probably the last one we haven't actually loaded to the fresh mix. I think they're all on there. There you go. Uh, Wild yeah, wildflowers. Wildflowers. Yeah, it's cool. Bit a bit more of a subtle one. Uh, a bit more piano in it, which I really like. Because of course, as we mentioned, uh, as she mentioned on the interview, she's a piano. She's largely a pianist. Or well, that's her main instrument. So it's good to see a bit of that coming through. Again, just another great example of, of the really cool production style that she goes for. That stated yet. Um, you know, nothing's too in your face about it with a few electronic elements in as well. Uh, so, again, congrats, Seegers, and it's really good to see you putting out more music and all that. Uh, thank you, Firestarter, for being awesome, and uh, Lee and all that, all the mob from there in uh, helping out and send, and keep, you know, keeping us in touch with what's going on with our, our, our former guests. Brules. Uh, Gareth, uh, any final words before I mute you? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Thank you for help. Thank you for, for bullshitting with me tonight. I really did appreciate is that it. it. Is it we're done? Yeah. Oh, do you is have something it? else okay. to say? No. That's what I was like. No. Do you have anything no. else to say? No. Just uh, thanks to, <laughs> to everybody for listening. Yeah. Um, make sure you go and check out the other shows. Of course, Heavy Reborn, uh, Mint Factory, um, Azuzi and Andrew. Azuzi and Anthony. Azuzi oh, and Anthony. Why I say An- Andrew? Uh, Azuzi and Anthony. I'm sorry, Anthony. I know I got you on Instagram. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, he's gonna. He's probably gonna be laughing in his seat right now. Uh, Anthony. Um, anyway, go and check out everything else. And uh, thank you for listening, Gareth. Thanks, shall Dan. we? Shall we go out on these s- sexy tracks? Yep. All right. Thanks again for being awesome, guys. Tune in next week for some more interviews and more bullshit. Uh, my name is Daniel, and you've been listening to Bar Talk. Here they I'm are. I'm Gareth McDowell, and I'm just here for the ride. Ah, always. He's a, he loves a good ride, that Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> Call me horsey, because uh, I think you can ride this one out to the sunset. <laughs> it's Ricky Runway with Miller and Seegers with Wildflower. See you next week on Bar Talk on AMR. Bar Talk. Goodbye. Bye. Cold, cold, inadequate sun. Why are you so eager to run me down? I see we spend some days When no places remains the same Where are you now then? No location that I can see So just come back round So my sun never goes down Fires gone fast Can't seem to keep my grip when she goes far Gone fast just know I'll be waiting for her warm coat of love Even when the days go fast, gone fast they go See it's been too long since my 
left us with few pain, no faces. All I need is that a warmth of fun that seems to hold our show. But with my time, my fun will come and show my love when she goes. She goes back around. Yes, I can feel it. The sweet warmth of her love, oh sweet love. Can't get quite enough. Just wait, I'll be here, waiting for my son to come back round.
australianmusiciansradio.com